0: praise the Lord are you awake praise the Lord amen bless his holy name amen why is his name holy because he is holy but what does that mean why is he holy he is set apart to what he has said said and done is set apart for your success, your life, and your future. Amen? Amen. Um, How many of you realize that you're living in the supernatural? We don't try to get into the supernatural. We are in the supernatural. You were supernaturally born again. You were supernaturally sanctified. You were supernaturally set apart. From the time that you got to know Jesus, to this day, you have been walking in the supernatural. Sometimes we don't realize it. Sometimes we don't know it. Sometimes we don't even realize it. But the biblical truth is he took us out of the powers of darkness and he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. That's where you live. Psalm 103. He established his throne and his kingdom rules over everything. If you can envision in your heart and mind right now, Jesus is sitting on the throne at the right hand of the Father, glorified, raised above all principalities and powers and dominions in heaven and earth and under the earth. And he said, it's finished. And There he, there he sits. And we are here on earth And the path between where he is and where we are has no hindrances. It has no obstacles. As far as Christ is concerned, it's finished. Everything's done. And what I see him doing is I see him inviting all of us to walk that path to where he is. In other words, make his throne the reality of your life now. Make his throne the reality of your life now. We may have hindrances down here, but in his path there are no hindrances. The complete work is done. And I believe he's waiting, and he sees each one of us, and he is in his heart desiring that we would walk the way, the truth, and the life. So the way, the truth, and the life is without any hindrances. The invitation has no hindrances. Sometimes we put up hindrances, or what we believe puts up hindrances, or the world may cause hindrances, our friends may cause hindrances, the enemy may cause, our flesh may cause, but God has not put any hindrances in front of us. There is no price you have to pay for anything he has provided. You believe and receive and walk it. Walking, uh, living in the supernatural to me is the first question that I ask myself, who chose me to walk in the supernatural? Who chose you to walk in the supernatural? Who chose you to experience the supernatural? Who chose you to be part of the supernatural? Well, let me tell you, it had nothing to do with us. You have not chosen me, I chose you. John 15, verse 16. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. He chose us to be his. In other words, to get saved and become a child of God. He chose us to learn. In other words, he chose us to be a disciple. He chose us to learn. He chose us to see the invisible. Paul says we don't look at what we can see, we look at that which we cannot see. So that's supernatural. To see what he sees is supernatural. To see as he sees so he, he chose us to see the unseen. He chose us to hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice. Hallelujah, are you a sheep? Do you hear his voice? He chose us. When you got saved, you entered into everything he chose for you. So he chose us to hear his voice. He chose us to believe, to have faith. He chose us to respond. He chose us to obey. Amen? And He chose our results. Be fruitful. Multiply. The supernatural is not our idea. The supernatural is who God is. And he invites everyone to enter into that. If you're not saved today, you can enter into the supernatural by accepting Christ as your Savior. Met a young man in Whistler who had a very unique experience. He attended a church service. He wasn't saved. And immediately, he was taken into hell. He's got quite a testimony. And he heard the screaming and gnashing and people trying to grab. He said, to try to get a hold of me to get out of there. Uh, needless to say, he has no question whether hell exists or not. But he came to know Jesus. That is supernatural. I'm not saying you've got to go see hell to accept Jesus. Mm. You see all these notes? That's how much information i got in my mind right now. I'm trying to figure out which one to say and what not to say. Um... Let's read a scripture verse. Let's go to the Bible. Go with me to Ephesians chapter two. And the Father, through the Holy Spirit, told Paul to write to these Christians in Ephesus. And here's what the Father had to say to them through the Holy Spirit. And you he made alive who were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we once all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. But God, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with, he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus you and I are made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And here's, here's the gap. The gap is this. In our, in, our, in our minds is that we're seated with him up there and he made us sit there and we're down here and he's saying, come on, walk with me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Amen? Amen? I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. There are no hindrances in the way, there is no error in truth, and there is no death in this life. His way is always alive. His way is always true. And he's looking down, I believe he's looking down at you and I say, come on, you can do it. I paid for you. I paid for it for you. You can come. You can walk. Amen. I am the way, the truth and the life, he says. Well, you can walk in his way. You can walk in his truth. You can walk in his life. It's not our truth. It's not our way. It's not our life. It's his. And the invitation is He did what he did. I made you sit there with him. Do you realize you're sitting there even though you don't know it? So, where do we sit? We sit in the supernatural where everything has been accomplished. It gets even more interesting. We're raised up together, we're all there. Let me say this, we don't try to get there, we are there. I remember years ago, back in the 60s and the 70s, there was a lot of emphasis on the tabernacle and getting into the holy place and stuff like this and and the things you need to do and what they did. Well, you know what? Jesus fulfilled all those ceremonies and the pathway is paved with gold and we're actually on it. We're not trying to get on the path. We are in the way. If you're in Christ, you're in the way. I don't mean a hindrance. You're on the way. You're in the truth and you're in the life. Let that become the reality that lives in you and through you. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding great Riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. He offered us a gift. You accepted the gift freely. Don't make a work program out of it to try to please him. That's not faith. Let me show you what he says. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any anyone should boast. But listen to this for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. This is not the works of appeasing God. This is not the works of sacrifice where I'm trying to make myself acceptable. You've already been accepted. And how many of us try to always get accepted? Am I accepted? Am I accepted? I mean, even in this world we wonder whether we're accepted or not. But Ephesians says He made us accepted. He accepted you. So this work is not about acceptance. This work is about what God has called you to do. By faith. Amen? Amen? By faith. So He chose us to believe. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. God saved us and he put a foundation in our faith that we walk on. The substance is the foundation of what we walk on. That's the word. Let me show you what good works he expects from us. In John chapter 14, most assuredly I say unto you, he who believes, are you a believer? Okay, here's what you need to believe. In me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. Okay. Unto good works, what works? Well the works that Jesus did. Remember last Sunday I said he's our model. We learn from the model. and whatever you ask in my name that I, well, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you walk, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And I believe that as we line up ourselves with the Scriptures, with the truth, and we, we are in the way, we put ourselves in the truth, and guess what? The truth becomes our reality. The truth becomes our walk. The truth becomes what we expect. Can you imagine facing an obstacle and Jesus is sitting in heaven and he's saying, you know what, I defeated that, and I'm in you, overcome it, it has no power over you, it has no authority over you, I can see him sitting up there talking like that, and I can see him looking at me and saying, what's the matter with you, Nelson? I remember being uh, I got saved in the Alliance Church in mostia, and everything was you know I was raised Greek Orthodox we believed in three things one we believed in Christmas Easter and the second coming and that's all we ever talked about but mostly about him coming but we didn't know Jesus as our savior and uh I won't tell you the story of how I got saved, but it, I was making a deal with God. had nothing to do with salvation. And somehow or another, he saved me anyway. I don't understand it. All I know is it happened. But then I got kind of listening to sermons that were always like talking about my shortcomings all the time, my shortcomings, my shortcomings. And I was down at the altar almost every Sunday night and after a couple three months, I'm standing down there in this elder system, what, 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 what are you looking for? And I says, Well, I don't know. And I thought to myself, well, if I don't know and you don't know, what am I doing here? And it just seemed to be a cycle of never good enough, always failing, da da da. And uh, I made a, a financial mistake, it cost me two grand. This was back in the 60s. I bought a business that didn't succeed, just to put it short. But I, I decided one Labor Day long weekend, I want to go to Kamloops and find this guy that ripped me off. So my wife and I decided, okay, yeah, okay. Winona was, I think, six months old. So that was two or three moons ago. And we got to Kamloops, and it's a long weekend, and everything's closed, and there's his name on this upholstery shop. Needless to say, I never got to see him. I don't know what I would have done if I did. Probably a good thing I didn't. But my mom and dad were moved to the coast here a year before, and they came up to Kamloops to see us, and they visited for a few hours, and then they came back. They left for home, and I just said to Louisa, let's go see where they live. So... We got in the car and we came down here about 20 minutes after they drove in. We drove in right behind them. And I never went home. I got a job here. It was 10 cents an hour more and I was getting back there. And I've been here ever since. My wife went home, put 30 days into the hospital. Notice, packed up, and her and Winona came on a train. And that's how God got us here. He used my mistake to bring me into truth. Then we started attending a Mennonite Brethren Church in Aldergrove and they were hungry for the things of the Spirit and and we really didn't know what this stuff was. And I I had not been a Christian very long so I I had no theological moorings to say no it's wrong or it's right or it's acceptable or for today or not for today. And I just accepted what the Bible said and I got filled with the Holy Spirit in my living room and it was amazing because we knew nothing of life in the spirit. Zero with a rim knocked off. I mean nothing. And uh, I was the worship leader and the youth pastor at the church, and my wife was the Sunday school superintendent. And I remember one youth meeting, we were praying, they were praying for a young person, and I wasn't in there. I just reached over and touched this person and The power of God, and they went back. And I thought, hmm, that's weird. I didn't even know what it was. Uh, We were sitting in a men's prayer uh, in church on Saturday night, and I start telling the guy next to him all about his life, next to me, all about his life. He says, how would you know all that? I said, I don't know. From my experience, the Holy Spirit seemed to take the initiative to bring me into truth. It's not what we know, it's who we know. It's not what I believe, it's who I believe in. Even though I was never taught about the power of the Holy Spirit, the life in the Spirit, nothing that did not stop god and it's amazing learning from experience rather than intelligence because when you learn from experience you realize the dynamics of that which you cannot do it had nothing to do with my education it had everything to do with who he was and what he knew. So I want to encourage you. Don't be so analytical and so didactic that the Holy Spirit can't just use you. Amen? I, I mean, I... I it, it's, Intellectually speaking, there goes stupid Nelson who doesn't know nothing and the spirit is using him. I said to my wife, God spoke to me. And she says, What do you mean God spoke to you? I've been a Christian for 30 years. I mean, no, I wish she wasn't that old. At least 20 years. Yeah, we got married when we were twenty two, right? What do you mean he spoke to you? I don't know. I don't know what I mean. I mean, I think we have to get out of our intellectualism and get into faith. Did you learn something at the mall? See, he called us to learn. He didn't call us to know it all. Because we only know in part. Paul says, oh, we only know in part. So don't think you know it all. He knows it all. It's not what you know, it's who you know. We know the one who knows it all. We know the one who knows every man's heart, every man's and woman's problem, every child's difficulty, everybody's success, everybody's failure, everybody's weakness. We know the one who knows all that. And if we're submitted to him, what we do is we enter into the one who knows all. And in there, we get the impart. My experience is God has never, ever told me everything about the whole person's life. He's always told me some things about a person's life. One or two things. But somehow, we think because, I mean, because I studied, and I've got I don't know how many pages of notes here, that I know something well, that's true. Intellectually, I do. But spiritually speaking and supernaturally speaking, I am subject to him to experience that. Amen? And the supernatural is not mystic. It is the most pure reality that there is in heaven and earth. In fact, I think our lives are more a mystery than the kingdom is. Because there's a lot of things we don't understand. At least I don't. Maybe you know everything. I don't know. But if you do, uh, you're deceived. (laughs) I'm just going to kind of leaf through my notes here. Faith, uncommon faith, unusual faith... Is a faith that sees, hears, and responds. God spoke to the very first people he created. Does God speak? Yes. Do we hear? At least I hope I do. By faith, I do. And there's one thing that I have experienced within God, and that is this. I cannot, I cannot shove my failures and my responsibilities and my shortcomings on somebody else. I'm responsible for them. I must learn from my failures. I must learn from my shortcomings. I must learn from what I do wrong. Because I am called to be a learner. We don't just learn out of success. We learn out of failure, too. And when I started the plumbing and heating business, I had men working for me who knew nothing about plumbing. My partner worked in the plywood mill. That's, that was his experience. And I trained them all. And I had to allow them to make mistakes. I showed them, and they made mistakes. I came back and said, you have to do it like this. And they'd take it all apart and put it back together again. And that's how they learned. They got their tickets by failing and succeeding. No one ever goes through life without failure. But do we learn from our failure? Or we just pass the buck and blame somebody else for it? Okay, that wasn't in my notes. Faith is the substance, the very foundation that we walk in. He is the author and finisher of our faith. So what did he author? He authored the new covenant. That's the substance of our faith. He authored what he's committed to. A foundation, faith has a foundation of courage, resolution, confidence, trust, and assurance. There are no downers in faith. There's no downers in faith. In other words, faith isn't a failure. Faith doesn't create mistrust. Faith doesn't give you, well, I don't know if I can do it. No, faith says I can. Faith says I believe. Faith says I have, I have a resolution. I've made, this is resolved. <laughs> I have been working in my heart and mind To resolve the fact that I have been called to do what he said I could do. That's faith. Stupidity is, I don't know if I'm called to do that. Well, you know what? We all have the same call. We all have, he chose us for the same thing to walk in the things he walked in. And then he does it and he pays the price and he demonstrates it and he models it and he says, follow. Follow me. And I believe he's sitting up there saying, Come on, guys. I have so much for you to enter into. Read my word and believe it. Claim it for yourself. See it as a result for others. Amen? That's walking in supernatural. That's uncommon faith. Courage. Steadfastness of mind. Confidence, firm trust, assurance, that's the nature and foundation upon which we stand when we stand on the words of the covenant. I I believe the Lord is sitting up there saying, you know what? I showed you how to talk. I've showed you how to walk. I've showed you what to expect. And I paid for it. And the Holy Spirit has come to bring you into that truth. Not half truth, all truth. I mean, what a life we've been called to live. What what amazes me is, is... Is I'm still confused about this in some ways. I wake up in the morning, saying, "Okay, Lord, you got. What did you do today? What would you do today? I know what I do: get up and go have a coffee. But how? This is this is the thing that I'm trying to struggle with. How did he walk the streets and be led by the Spirit? Well, I think the first thing is this. He was led by the Spirit. So, endeavoring to be led by the Spirit is to walk in supernatural. You are submitted to the power of Almighty God. The iscus, the mighty working power, the mighty working Dunamas. Ephesians chapter 1. Iska's power is the Holy Spirit, dunamis, working through us to perform that which is supernatural and to live in the supernatural. You have a very inquisitive mind. What's your name? Deb? Deb? There's a passion in you that God has put there and he's going to unlock it. You hunger for reality. I I can just see it. (laughs) Alvaro, come here. Jesus would say unto you that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you have a burning in you you don't know what to do with. Well, just let it keep burning. Just let his Holy Spirit come on you right now. There it is. God is so willing. He is so encouraging us to be filled with the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, to be on fire by the Spirit, to have a passion. He's going to start crying pretty soon. He'll start shaking. What what do you see? Tell me. Somebody tell me, what do you see? Well, what effect? Uh huh. Why? What else do you see? Do you see anything? Surrender. Passion. You can't get it without Him. Bless you, my brother. You know, I think we need to see the dynamics of the Holy Ghost. That power is for all of us supernaturally overcome is not a figment of our imagination or some theological thing that I believe in my head. It is actually an experience of the power of the Holy Spirit. I yearn for it. I long for it. And if you don't move on into what you don't know, you will never experience it. don 't wait until you know. let your faith activate you into what you don't know. When I, when I was moved upon by the Holy Spirit to, to, with a word of knowledge and told the guy his whole life story, I had nothing to do with that. It was just came out of me. I was so taken up i was so hungry and surrendered that even though i didn't know god used me and i i just i just the very substance we stand on the very faith we believe the very th- the very belief system that we live in, He has authored. And He lived it and He demonstrated it and He said, follow me. Brothers and sisters, sky, the sky is our... everything's unlimited. the potential that lies before all of us is unlimited potential the god who created everything speaks to our hearts he says walk with me talk with me believe me trust me you can You can. If you're a believer in the mind of Christ sitting on His throne right now, there is no words, you can't. All things are possible to those who... Are you a believer? Well, you need to believe what you need to believe. You need to believe what the Bible says about you. Yeah, I'm a believer. Well, what what does it say to the believer? It says all things are possible. What does it say to the believer? The works I do, you can do. Amen. He didn't say to my disciples, he says to the believers. To him who believes, to him who will walk in uncommon faith, all things are possible. Not some things, all things. And what we do in our theology, and what we do is we try to marry our theology to our personal experiences, and where it didn't work, we question it. Well, I don't know, it was the will of God. Well, I'm sure glad that's not what we believe about salvation. Well, I don't know if it's the will of God for me to be saved. Do you think like that? No, we don't. Why? Because we're standing on what he authored. Well, all the works that he did stands on the same substance of faith. Say, ma'am, I don't know if I've ever met... Have I met you two before? No, over there, just behind you there. Yeah, right there. I have. you got a better memory than I do. Come here. Both of you come here. Come here. I'm doing great. You look like you're doing great, too. In yourself, you feel that way, but in the kingdom, he doesn't see you that way. I, I see in your hearts, you-, you really want to kind of be just like, you know, don't make it complicated for me. Is that, is that what he says? <laughs> well, you know, that's true. God doesn't want to complicate things. It's okay. We forgive you for dropping that on the floor. (laughs) I don't know if I can move off this platform or not, but um, I, I just saw in you during worship time God working in your hearts. Don't ever discount. Don't ever discount the fact that He accepts you. Don't ever discount the fact that he needs you. Are you the Holy Spirit or what? <laughs> 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 I was raised with him, so I... Yeah. I, but see... Well, I've never been. Yeah. But you know what? You're like me. I remember being there. But you know what? I really enjoy this church. I enjoy coming here. I was never into church I guess I was the evil, or the devil. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) You (laughs) were, But uh, I was misled. Okay. So have you accepted Christ as your Savior? I kind of, kind of, and I'm trying to choose. Well, you know what, I did that too. I kind of made a deal. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what you do. I'll tell you what you do. Open your heart to Jesus and say, Lord, make yourself real to me in my life. Oh, it's so hard. Why? Shh. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. No, No, I, I, I just want to encourage you. I was, I came out of this world of song, women and drink, you name it. And when I got saved, it was like a totally different thing, and I'm I like, I'm confused. Some of the things that confuse me, I won't share them, but... How did you pick me out of the, uh, the Holy Spirit told me to pick you out. Oh, okay. I don't do anything unless He instructs me. But He wants you to surrender to Him. But you know what? It's so hard for you. Well, you know what? Here's what you do. I know it's hard for the flesh, but for the Spirit, He's willing so follow the Spirit and just do what the Spirit would ask you to do. And when it feels hard, you do it anyway because you're, there's a resistance against you coming to that. What you need to do is ignore the resistance and press into the Lord and the Holy Spirit and, it, and, and you will see great change. Well, you know what? i really love to do that. You will. Thank you. Come here. Father... In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we just ask you right now. We submit this life to you. We thank you for this man. He is precious to you, Lord. You died for him. You gave your life. He's worth the whole world. You know what? If you were the only person on earth, Jesus would have died just for you. Bless him, Father, Amen. for the things of heaven. Hallelujah. Well, let me, let me explain to you just what happened. During worship time, you see me walk around a little bit. Well, I'm kind of trying to get adrift. Not so I can drift away, but we're to too. And when you receive a word from God, that's rhema, faith comes with it. And if you act upon it, it will work. That's why it's necessary to do it. Because if I don't, I've denied somebody that God wanted to do something, something too. And what, however insignificant, and, and you don't know everything, you just, you just follow. And I, I want to just lay before you the fact that I am trying to do this on the streets. I'm trying to do this in the coffee shop. I'm trying to do it in the restaurant. I'm trying to do it wherever I am, I'm trying to live that way. The supernatural is not just in these four walls. The Holy Spirit is out there working. God's out there working. Father, I just want to join you today in what you're doing. And here's what, see, here's what we need to believe. And, and this, this is a challenge to me in my own life. I find the words of Jesus really challenging. He says, and whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. Here's the key. The key is this Lord, I surrender to your works that you called me to. I surrender to that which is greater, like you said, I will do. Because you went to the Father, you said I could do it. And if I focus on the ordination and the call of God to be fruitful, I can ask anything I want and he will do it. We've been saved unto good works. If I ask any, he says, if you ask anything in my name, that will I do. Did you get that? That which I do. In other words, when we walk in that which he told us we could do, he'll do it. He says, "Whatever you ask, I'll do." Whatever. Isn't that amazing? Whatever you ask, I will do. Absolutely amazing. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So here's the key. You chose me to be fruitful. You chose me to do the works you did. Father, I surrender to that. I accept that. I make it my own. And when we wake up in the morning, or if you leave here today, keep it in your heart. Because wherever you go, when God wants to do something, whatever you ask will happen. Hallelujah. So He chose you to have an expectation of what God said He could do. If you ask anything, He says, I'll do it. It's not what we do. It's what we ask. Faith is expecting God to do something. Faith sees. Faith hears. Faith perceives. Faith knows. And faith and truth are like this. The faith and truth are wound together. These works will be what the believers should expect. So, faith The believer and truth are like this. So what do you expect? Well, I expect a meal today. Well, you know what? That's too little. You can go buy one. Expect a miracle. Expect God to move through you somewhere. Expect God to do that which you cannot do. Amen? Uncommon faith. Be open. Always be open. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter if you know. I knew nothing, and the Holy Spirit worked through me anyway. Be open to Him. It's not your knowledge that He uses. It's your surrendered life. And it's not what we do. He says, if you ask anything, I'll do it. So it's not what we do, it's what He does. Now, are we part of activating it? Yes. Hallelujah. My sermons never have a conclusion. Do you know why? Because there is no conclusion. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be funny. I just, I'm just trying to close. Hallelujah. Father, Mm. you have set up a path that Jesus walked before all of us, and you've invited us to walk in it, talk it, do it. So, Lord, we just come and we just thank you. We just thank you today that you've caused us to live an exciting life. You've caused us to come into a kingdom that rules over everything. So, Father, we just submit to the works that you have called us to do. We submit to your call, why you chose us. You chose us for this, Lord. So we surrender to your choosing. And I just ask your blessing of courage, strength, and power and life upon each one. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.